Hey, Mike, are you recording the call, or how do you do that on this? I'm about to. All right, this is our first Zoom. Here we go. So, I'm joined on today's episode by, as usual, my guy Mike Flack, and our very special guest today, probably, probably the biggest Cowboys fan I know, as well as the only person whose takes... Not anymore. They used to, but whose takes infuriate me as much as Mac Hummels did. <laughs> Nick Diller, how you doing, man? What up? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Happy to Ready have to you. Defend my boys. Oh yeah, we're gonna get right into it. Um, so just to go ahead and start it off. Give me a predicted record next year for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Uh, I have a minimum ten. Minimum ten. Oh, Max thirteen. So they start the season out at the Rams. I have that as a lock. I think they're walking away with that easy. A lock easy. for a win over the Rams. A lock. Yes. I don't trust in the Rams. They're showing themselves. They Jared Goff is average as they come. And Okay, we lost Byron Jones on defense. Our secondary sucks. But Jared Goff is an QB. And, I mean, his receivers are okay. And they got Cam Akers, but they have no, like, real established backfield. Their defense is okay, but, I mean, we added Michael, or, uh, C.D. Lamb. And I think that's going to just really put us over the top as far as just our offensive power. But, whatever, whatever. That could be... One of the ones where it's kind of up in the air. But then Falcons at home, I also have that as a lock. <laughs> it's at home. The only way they're going to beat us is if Julio and Calvin Ridley just go off, which they very well could. But then they're also going to have to keep up with our offense. And I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like we're walking away with that one. Third game is at Seahawks. That's an L. That's an L. We're going to lose. Clearly one. Yeah. Uh, home Browns, I think that's a lock. I'm pretty confident we're going to win that. I have no respect for Odell Beckham Jr. and Don't, anything he stands for. Nick, it's too and, early uh, in this podcast for you to get me infuriated. It's way <laughs> Odell guy? I agree. Trash, trash receiver. You know what? Yeah, o- Odell hasn't done anything worth worth mentioning in like three years. Jarvis Landry is the guy there. Hate Odell. Not not an Odell guy. Terrible take. That's okay, though. Terrible take. I do like Baker. I just, if he plays like he did last year, that's an easy dub. Plus, it's at home. Giants, don't even need to talk about that. That's a dub. Mm, I don't know, man. Danny Dimes. Yeah, and Darius Slayton. I don't know. I mean, pretty confident in that one. I mean, it's not like the Giants will clearly have the better running back in that game for sure. So that's the position yeah, right there. I mean, yeah, okay, I'll give him that. Right, well, if Saquon's like number two, or Zeke is like number four. You know, I agree. They barely outdo him. But then Cardinals at home. That one's iffy, but. I have that as a dub. Uh, that could kind of go either way, though. Washington, that's an easy dub. 
the Washington football team. Yeah, the Washington football team. They can't even find their own identity, so I doubt they're going to be able to find a win. Uh, Eagles at Eagles. I think we're going to split the season with the Eagles. I'll give them the first because it's at Eagles. So I'll say that's a loss. And then later in the season, that'll be our dub. But then home Steelers, I think we win that. Uh, at the Vikings, that one's kind of up in the air. Okay, yeah. See, I'll take I'll take an L on that one. Loss. But right. that one that one is up in the air. That one is up in the air. Uh, Washington again. That's a dub. At Ravens, that's an L. I'm able to be realistic with that. We're losing that. At Bengals, that's a dub. Home 49ers, I think that's an L. And then we end the season. Home Eagles, we win that. And then at Giants, that's a dub. So just based on what I had written out, that's 11 wins. That I was... could see, like, you know, you were kind of iffy on that Rams, which could bring it down to 10. But I, I guarantee you, lock it in now. Any betting website you want, 10 wins. Lock of the century. Do not do not fear. Cowboys are getting 10 wins. Mike, thoughts on this? Uh, uh. Well, uh, really excited to see the Eagles games because uh, it's the battle of two overrated quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> Wentz, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Dak wants that Mahomes money. I just don't get that. Okay, I, I agree. That, that should never happen. I mean, this... The NFC East, to me, is just like the division of not meeting expectations. Because yeah. you've got you got the Eagles, who every year they've got MVP candidate Carson Wentz. They've got – they always add some offensive weapon. I mean, they, they released Aguilar, and he was supposed to be the next big receiver when they drafted him. Uh, that obviously did not work out. I, I think it is the Cowboys division at this point, but – I mean, it's. I feel like it'll be the same as last year, where you got like a nine and seven winner. Um, well, think. We now have Super Bowl champion head coach Mike McCarthy. No. This is true. I mean, it's true. Y'all do have a head coach. Um, <laughs> but uh, hey, I, I, I'm glad Jerry Jones finally went out of the organization and brought in a guy that's not like one of his guys which that's true that takes a lot for him to do and i mean maybe that could change it mike mccarthy is i think a good head coach i think his relationship with aaron Rodgers towards the end of his tenure in green bay kind of you get kind of like a recency bias on him i mean he did win a super bowl but yeah i mean i can see the cowboys winning it they do they do have an offense it's just a matter of consistency for them because there were some games last year where yeah. it was just ineffective and if they got that down it really doesn't matter what kind of defense they put on the field i mean you got trayvon diggs you've got decent pieces in the i mean secondary. they got a great linebacker court and not saying they're the chiefs but the chiefs didn't have a good defense either and they seem to do pretty good i yeah. mean this is the first time i've actually looked at their schedule and I could see ceiling. You said ceiling, what, 12 maybe? I said tops 13. Tops 13. I could see. I see them definitely losing to the Ravens, definitely losing to the Seahawks, and definitely losing to the Niners. Okay. I'd go tops 11. 
I'll, I'd, I'd call honestly because it's the Cowboys, man. I feel like they're gonna lose at least yeah, one, if not yeah, two games. True. They shouldn't lose. They do tend to blow it a decent bit. I mean, I could see a loss to Washington just out of nowhere. Oh Dwayne man! Has no, 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 Three fifty-four touchdowns. <laughs> no way. Dwayne Haskins know, is a bum. That that Dwayne Haskins to Terry McLaurin combo this next year could be deadly. Could be like a two-win season for them. Uh, I, don't know. I mean, maybe one of those wins will be a Cowboys game. So I don't even know who that is. Terry McWho? Uh, Terry, Terry McLaurin. I don't even know where he went to college. I just know he was pretty good last year. He went to Ohio State. He was a teammate with Haskins. I think he was just kind of. I think he was drafted pretty late last year. I think he was a rookie. So I don't know. If I had to say, if I had to pick a set number, I go nine and seven. Which at the same time, I'd have to look at the Eagles as well. But I feel like nine and seven could win in that division. Um. I'll say this. So you would also agree, like, you wouldn't have paid Dak all that money? Absolutely not. Thank you. Like, there's a reason Patrick Mahomes gets that money. Because two full seasons, MVP one season, and then Super Bowl champ the next season. Like, what has Dak done even in the realm of that? Nothing. Nothing. He made the playoffs, like, twice. So... I don't think that conversation should even be had in the front office. If he comes in there and says that, he needs to immediately walk out, reevaluate his own talent, because <laughs> at the end of the day, he's only Dak Prescott. So, like, I like him, but, like, a million times out of a million, I'm taking Mahomes over him, as well as probably at least eight of X over him. At least. I do think he's a top ten guy, but he's number ten. You know? I mean... As much as I hate paying running backs, I would definitely pay Zeke before I paid Dak. And right. that's exactly what they did. I mean, also the numbers speak for themselves with Zeke. He led the league in rushing two years. And, uh, I mean, he's probably well, top three back when he's at his best. So he deserved it. Dak being like, I want north of $45 million a year is absolutely ridiculous. No. That man should yeah. go to prison for those claims. <laughs> yeah. How much is uh, Russell Wilson making? Did not make even close to what Russell Wilson's making. Yeah, I want to say Russell's at, let me check. Russell's around. I'll say this, with with uh, Zeke, he's for sure, I'd have him top, top three, if not four, running backs in the league. The only problem is, so I don't know much about McCarthy. What is his style? Because I know the Cowboys, what was kind of killing them, they got away from Zeke a little bit and, like, uh, I can't say I know his style well. Uh, I think whenever he was with the Packers, it was more just give everything to Aaron Rodgers and hope he wins it for you. Oh boy! So, eh, listen, he does that. Hey. That's probably not great. <laughs> well, <laughs> if he does that, at least that, it's not Jason Garrett. At least I it's mean, not Jason Garrett. They did have before. Before this man became like 270 pounds, they did have a pretty good Eddie Lacy at uh, running back. So I think with McCarthy, if he has a good running back, he'll utilize him. But mm-hmm. he was never really – he never really had a good running back in Green Bay. He had James Starks and Eddie Lacy. James Starks kind of handled like a lot of the receiving downs. But, I mean, Zeke can do that. So there would really be no point to have – I mean, maybe Tony Pollard gets like 
five touches a game. But yeah, other than I that, like Tony Pollard too. Yeah, I mean, and the league's becoming more and more like you have to have a committee. So like eventually he's gonna lose some touches when he gets older. But Zeke's in the prime of his career, and he just got that huge contract. And the Cowboys have always had a workhorse back that they can lean on. I mean, Emmitt Smith right. set the table for that. So I mean, I really don't think that McCarthy's going to come in and change that much about their offense. He's going to go with what works. Right. And I feel like, you know, you're good enough to get to the Super Bowl and win it once. You should have the comp be able to work with a top five O-line, with a top five running back, with a, I would say, a top three receiving core. For sure. And a top ten quarterback. That's not that hard if you know about football you could give me that team with a random madden playbook i think i'm still getting 20 plus points it shouldn't be that hard to run that offense no and i mean you mentioned like the the receiving core i was talking with mike and mag yesterday i low-key if it wasn't for the fact that dak prescott was his quarterback i would have jerry judy as a dark horse not jerry judy uh cd lamb as a dark horse like offensive rookie of the year that's what I was trying to get at when I was saying, could y'all see a receiver taking it this year? I think Jerry, or CD, that's twice, CD Lamb is going to have a really good year. I just don't know if he'll get the, and obviously he used to share the, there's a lot of other weapons in that offense. Yeah. But. I mean, there's definitely a lot of weapons and a lot of touches that have to go around, so he probably won't get them all, but. If you think back last year, like, they really kind of shit the bed in a few games, didn't do as good as they should have in some, and they would only put up, like, 10 points. Yeah. But then in other games, you know, they were putting up 40. Like, more than once, they were putting up 40 points last. So, you know, I feel like in games like that, you're going to have your number one corner on Amari, probably your number two on Michael Gallup, just because he's established and a 1,000-yard receiver. Covers, and then if you want to stack the box and stop Zeke, then you know that opens up the whole game. I just think there's gonna be a lot of problems for opposing defenses this year because there's just way too many weapons. Let's see, I'm trying to think. Oh, also, so I know you said you wouldn't give up as much as they did, but be honest, how much is that not signing of um Jamal Adams? How you feel about that? I'm heartbroken, honestly. That that was my ace in the hole this whole offseason. I think if we had him, we're as close to a lock, in, to me, as we have been my entire life. Like, it will be the best team we've ever assembled since I've been alive. I think their winning years stopped before I was born. <laughs> but, <laughs> which is a shame. But, uh, you know, the... Our uh, our D line is uh, got like Demarcus Lawrence. We just signed Don Terry Poe and Gerald McCoy, and then our linebacker core is good uh, with Jalen Smith and Vanderesh. It's just our secondary, especially with the loss of Byron Jones, who is our best guy by a mile. That really hurts, and I really think that would have just covered us a lot, considering. You know, in their respective positions, I think Jamal Adams way better than Byron Jones. Uh, so that just what helped us a lot. Uh, I honestly but, but I, would I give up two first? 
starting caliber safety and I think a see a third or fourth absolutely not like think about what that could become for just a safety like that's a I mean I know it's important but that's a pretty expendable position whenever you could be trading that like you traded I I think it was the Bears they traded two first for Khalil Mack Khalil Mack is more valuable than Jamal Adams for sure so for them to give up that much that's pretty outrageous to me well i think for seattle it's okay just given that if you look at their past first round history they don't really draft many good players um i think their last really good first round pick was earl thomas and speaking of earl thomas nick i know you got to be heartbroken this is the second year in a row you see the earl thomas cowboys edits this year you got jamal you really hate to see it I mean, they all want to come here. They always chase us down into our locker room talking about how much they want to come here. They just never want to, so like, or they never go through with it. Cap. So Cap. They yeah. just need to stop. They just need to quit putting that out and letting me down. I'd rather just up one morning and see that we got a good safety than sitting here hoping the whole off season that it happens just for him to go to Seattle for an arm and a leg. <laughs> I mean, I... In hindsight, like, if that's what they're asking, I wouldn't have given up more than a first and a third. And maybe, like, Jeff Heath, like, he's, I guess, a starring caliber. Uh, I mean, he's not great, but he could fill that spot in the Jets. Yeah. I would have done that. Uh, but two firsts, you're screwing your whole future over. And I feel like we're going to look back at this trade and feel like it wasn't the right move because... Jamal Adams does kind of have a history of, you know, being a iffy locker room guy. So that's just not worth it to me at all. Hey, I'll put it like this. I think it would have done more, and I still don't know if I would have done it for all that, but I think it would have done more for y'all than it did for the Seahawks just because. Oh, for sure. I don't know how much better that actually makes the Seahawks. They keep teams fairly low already. Russ doesn't have very many weapons. Obviously, he has DK now. But I just don't know, like, after that trade, I don't necessarily think all the Seahawks are all of a sudden contenders now. Whereas for y'all, it could have put y'all over the top, so I don't know. And especially now since, you know, the money that they were probably going to give to Clowney, they're now going to give to Jamal Adams. They add someone, but then they lose someone. And to me, I think a pass rusher is more important than a safety. So I don't know. I don't know if that was the smartest move for him. I mean, I think if it made sense for anyone, it would have been the uh, Seahawks. With the defense that they run, they have to utilize a safety, and I feel like it would work out more than... Like, them giving up all that stuff, it makes more sense for them to do that than the Cowboys to do that. Because Cowboys don't have a terrible draft history in the first round, like the Seahawks do. So I can see why they're willing to give a player up like that. And, I mean, you can also look at it like what the Steelers did with Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, it worked out for them. He's a great safety on a great defensive team. So, maybe it does work out. If it doesn't, I mean, they're going to be looking stupid. But also, the first-round pick that Seahawks would have gotten with those guys anyway probably wouldn't have panned out. So, let's see. They got, like, Rashad Penny. I could name off, like, five players, and y'all probably wouldn't even know who they are. Like that the Seahawks drafted in the first round, and it's just like, well, 
there. Uh, Sean Penny was a first round pick. Yeah. I didn't know wow. that. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Rashad Penny, they drafted a guy named like Jermaine Effetti or something. He was like an offensive lineman. I don't even think he's on a team anymore. He was drafted in 2016 God. or 2015. He's so, out of the league that quick? Yeah. He's pretty trash. I see that. Uh, like, yeah. You brought up uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, they traded a first. It was just a first, right? Yeah, I think just a first. Yeah. Do you know what that turned into? Who was it? Was it two? No. Who it was couldn't it? have just been one. What is? Let me look it up. Because, I mean, it wasn't only Minka, but, you know, that Steelers defense is one of the best in the league by far. So, that, I would definitely, if it was only one first, that's like yeah. the steal of a lifetime. I think they ended up getting, it was either, um... It was either that offensive lineman from USC, like the Dolphins drafted him. It was either him or the cornerback out of Auburn that they got. With oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Which is such a downgrade from Minka. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get why they were trying to do that, but he was, what, like a third-year player? That is... And if they're, like, stressing that they need to rebuild that team quickly, like, that's a piece that you can build around. Um, not necessarily oh, yeah, trading for sure. away or just – I think they've got consecutive first-rounders. I would hope that they did. Here it says the Dolphins, they gave up Minka, uh, Minka a fourth-rounder in 2020, and a seventh-rounder in 21 for the first-round pick, a fifth-rounder, and a sixth-rounder in 2021. So that's not bad. I would do that. Yeah. I don't you know, know, only one first-round pick, and you also get a fourth and a seventh back? And you're giving up a fifth and sixth? I don't know. I feel like Steelers kind of killed them on that trade. I feel like they were just rushing to get some of these plays out of there, and they were willing to take any first-rounder. That I mean, production-wise, I don't think he was too great in Miami either, so I see why they were, I guess, so willing to give up for such a cheap price. I'm saying first-round for cheap. I mean, does anyone produce in Miami? You saw Jay Ajayi demand his way out of there, goes to Eagles, doing okay. Kenyon Drake going to the Cardinals, doing good. I guess now Minka Fitzpatrick. I think it's more of a... Organization. It's an organization yeah. thing, but I think Flores is a good coach for them. I feel like they're going to turn it around, um, especially if Tua's healthy, has a good year. Um They've got pieces. They got Brita this offseason. Uh, they got uh, that linebacker from the Patriots, and they also got Byron Jones from the Cowboys. Yeah, so they, they definitely know. beefed up, like, low-key. And I think they had, like, two or three first-round picks. I don't know who they got, but surely they'll be better this year, especially if Tua plays. Yeah. I think he will, too, honestly. I hope he does. But... I would I would go the first couple games – with Fitzpatrick just to make sure that Tua's healthy because if he gets injured and it's bad, like, Miami would look so stupid. Oh, yeah. They're done. In a, I mean, especially in a year that they're really not going to compete for the division or anything. Um, so I, I would just not really take my chances unless he is 100% healthy. Yeah. I mean, if Tua is healthy – I think he could be the best quarterback in the whole draft. Thank you. 
I really do. That might be a hot take, but I mean, Joe Burrow has one year under him. Don't get me wrong, Joe Burrow's amazing. But two year after year after year would go on the field, continuously a Heisman candidate. He's one of the most comfortable dudes in the pocket I've ever seen. He just, I don't know. Everything about him is exactly the kind of dude I would want as a quarterback for my team. It's the only question about him that has nothing to do with his skill set. Exactly. It's only his health. It's injury history, yeah. And I get I would say with Burrow, um, I feel like he'll start off a little bit better than Tua, mainly because I feel like the weapons Burrow has, the Bengals' offense isn't terrible. I think it's just their offensive line that was so shitty. I mean, you got A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and then you got Joe Mixon. They have good pieces. It's just Andy Dalton was not that good last year, and their offensive line has been so shitty these past couple years, and their first-round pick last year was an offensive lineman that didn't even play. So, you draft T. Higgins now in the second round. I feel like that was a steal. I think T. Higgins should have been a first-rounder at receiver. I agree. I mean, just with such a stacked wide receiver class, I get why he wasn't. But uh, the fact that he has all those pieces, I think he'll start off a little bit stronger than Tua, but if the Dolphins continue to rebuild, I'll say this. I feel like Miami could land a, a free agent in a year or two just because it's a good destination to go to. And some of these receivers, they want to get paid. And I feel like Miami, they showed this offseason that they're willing to dish out money to bring in talent. So, uh, I mean, I feel like Tua will have a longer and more successful career than Burrow. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't count Burrow out as a good quarterback by any means. I'll say I think – Honestly, I think both of them will struggle just to to start off, not even largely on like strictly because of them, mainly because of the fact that their rookies going into a season where they've had really no off season, no camps, no anything like that, and they're gonna get tossed right into the fire. So I think they'll both struggle to start. My thing with Tua is, and I was talking about it yesterday. I feel like there was a lot of, uh, I guess, recency bias. I mean that, and the fact that he got hurt. Obviously, I saw some highlights of Tua the other day, and I forgot. Two is the best pure thrower of the football, like pure passer that I've seen in a long time. Like watching some of his highlights at Bama, some of the plays he made, some of the balls he threw are ridiculous. And it's kind of like you said, the thing that worries me about Burrow is the fact that it was like out of nowhere and I got one season of him. I got one season of him being that great at LSU. He's already, isn't Burrow, what is he, like 24? 23. 23. He's yeah, 23, yeah, he's 24. He's he's old, for one. I don't know. That worries me. And then the fact that... I don't know, man. I just... I feel like... I feel like I'd agree. Two is easily the best quarterback in that class, for sure. Like you said, the injury, obviously, is a big thing. And that's kind of... I get that. But if he's healthy, I'm taking two over, bro. All day. Um, I think I would too, honestly. If he has 100% clean bill of health, I'm taking Tua. Yeah, I mean, if he didn't get injured, he was number one. I mean, there was no doubt about that. And, uh, I mean, the fact that people actually thought Justin Herbert was the number one, um, was the number one pick going into, like, I, th- I guess last year or this year. 
I don't know what <laughs> yeah. kind of experts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, Justin Herbert's a bum in my eyes. I have no faith in him. No, nah, I mean, there's there's a reason Tyrod Taylor is starting this season. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I, I like the quarterback class that's in there. Um, you've got you got Herbert, you got Tua, you got Burrow. You got Jacob Eason, who slid into another round. And in the Colts offense, I feel like he'll be able to succeed if he sits a couple years. I mean, he was the number one quarterback coming out of high school. I feel like no one really got to watch him because he played at Washington this last year. But I feel like a lot of – I feel like this is a stronger quarterback class than we've seen, I guess, since the – I guess the year it was Lamar, Baker, Darnold. Um, Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know anything about him, but I guess Love has an arm on him. Oh, and Jordan Love. I completely forgot about him. Yeah. Um, That whole situation – yeah, that whole situation is interesting to me. I saw Rogers speak on it like, yeah, I know he's coming to replace me. So, I still don't get why Green Bay did that. I mean, I don't think it was a bad pick if you're really high on him. But you could have got Rogers some help for the time being if you're still trying to contend. That that Yeah, that was the part that you, you just went to the NFC Championship. And Rogers isn't really showing any signs of slowing down. First of 4,000 yards. 26 touchdowns to only four picks this past year and their response was all right uh we're not going to give you any receivers um you have Devonte adams quit asking uh we're drafting we're drafting your replacement like we'll see you in a couple have fun in tampa in like two years like i don't really know why they would why they thought that that was a good idea i guess they were really thinking about the future but what is the point of drafting quarterback and having them sit like three years yeah, and I guess the only argument you can make is they did the same thing when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. But the thing is, you don't know if this guy's Aaron Rodgers. Like Exactly. And I don't think, I mean, I might be wrong, but I don't think Brett Favre was in the NFC Championship the year they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And I'm pretty sure going in, Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be one of the top dudes, like, or one of the top quarterbacks at the time. Uh for some reason, he slid. I mean, that was a long time ago. I don't know exactly why, but I feel like I read that somewhere. So, you know, it's a completely different circumstance. You could try to say it's the same thing, but we all know it's not. Like, that man will be lucky if he could be a quarter of what Aaron Rodgers... Well, I mean, more than a quarter, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you got to be really high on him to do that, but I guess we'll find out. But, um... So, did y'all see this? I'm assuming you saw this NFL players top 100 list. Uh, I did. <laughs> thoughts on this? Uh, well, we all know that the Madden ratings are the true mark of how good people are. And they correctly got Patrick Mahomes at a 99. But for them to put him at number four on this list, I mean, did these people watch that playoff run? He was down by like... 20 points every game and came back every single time like who is better than him no one i'll say this is why you can't and not only in football but really in any of the major sports this is kind of why you can't have the players vote on stuff like this like i could make i get it for those for anyone who didn't like see it uh the first 
top guys was Lamar was one, Russ was two, Aaron Donald was three, Mahomes was four. Who was five? Was it uh? Uh, here I'll look it up real quick. Like five. Was... The thing is, is like, okay, yeah, maybe Lamar, cause he's the MVP. That's fair. Yeah. But not Russ. Like, where is that coming from? Let's see, Michael like, Thomas was no five. There's no way there's two quarterbacks better than Patrick Mahomes. It's one of those things where, when I sit there and think about it, I could make the case for Lamar as being the most dominant player in the NFL, especially just looking at last season. He was pretty much unstoppable. But to say he was uh, the he's the best player in the league, uh, I mean, top five for sure. One, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, Five was Michael Thomas, six was McCaffrey, seven Kittle, eight DeAndre Hopkins, nine Stephon Gilmore, and ten Derrick Henry. I don't really hate the rest of those, but I think they really, really screwed up only putting Mahomes at four. Like, and I know he's in a system where he's supposed to thrive. He's got, you know, Tyreek Hill, who's extremely fast. Miko Hardman, who's extremely fast. Travis Kelsey, who has amazing hands. Just a solid guy you can always dump it to. He is an offense that's meant for him to thrive. But he's also one year removed from MVP. And, I mean, I don't know if he was, but I'm 90% sure he was Super Bowl MVP. I don't see how he wouldn't be. Yeah, he would. So, like... I don't know. What would yours be? If you got to put those top five, what's, what's yours? Uh, I would honestly have Christian McCaffrey in there somewhere. Ooh. That, that man is the entire team. Uh, I can't really speak too much on defensive players. So, I mean, I know Aaron Donald has his spot in there, but I'm just going to leave him out just based on my knowledge. I would probably say... Mahomes and then Lamar and uh, probably Russ and then McCaffrey, Michael Thomas. I'll probably do something like that. Okay, Mike. I mean, I would go Mahomes number one, Russ number two, Lamar three, Aaron Donald four, and uh. Five of them stuck between McCaffrey and Michael Thomas. I, I'd have to go probably McCaffrey. So that'd probably round out my top five. I'd say. I mean, I get the whole Donald thing, but I think the case for for Donald is the fact that of everybody up here on this list, they're in the wider gap in his position than the one with Aaron Donald. Like, regardless if you think he's better than those guys or not which he may or may not be. He's by far the best defensive player, I would yeah. say, in the league. Oh, by far. Especially compared to, you know, if you're comparing quarterbacks, you know, they're kind of close, but there is no defensive lineman that even comes close to Aaron Donald. Exactly. I might have um Yeah, I'd probably go Mahomes, Donald, Russ, Lamar, See, I like McCaffrey. 
I'm not as high as everybody else is on him. I keep being my top 10 for sure. Five, I might have. I might go Thomas still and then go McCaffrey. I mean, I can respect that. He just set an all-time record, so nothing wrong with putting him there. I just feel like, you know, the Panthers, you know, they were a bad team, but he was the whole team. Like, who who'd they have? I, I think it was Kyle Allen. That guy was a bum. They were – I think he wasn't even fin- – Who'd, who'd they draft last year? Uh, Will Greer. I think he got a shot a little bit. Yeah. They had no good quarterbacks. But you still had McCaffrey being, you know, I would say a top three pure runner of the football, but also a wide receiver one at the same time. And you can't say that about anyone else in the league. Like, he's just so well-rounded and so versatile that – I feel like, for me at least, he's got to be in the top five. I know, Mike, you and Mac both had him, what, as a dark horse potential MVP candidate? Yeah. Going into this season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, he. I mean, I don't know if he got any votes. Well, uh, I think Lamar actually was unanimous, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was. I mean, yeah, he did have a pretty dang good season, but... You would be wrong to say that McCaffrey shouldn't be in that conversation. He's just so good. And the only thing that I could see stopping him is an injury because, I mean, he's just been this good for a while. And you would think teams would have had a game plan for him by now, but no one could seem to stop him. Especially considering, yeah, what else do you game plan for on the on the Panthers? But I don't know. That's kind of why. That's kind of the reason I don't think, and I still think he'll be great. I wouldn't put him as high as an MVP candidate just because I feel like running backs always have that insane year, and then the next year I feel like they there's a slight decline. Like I feel like Zeke had that after his really big season. Sometimes it's just injuries. Saquon had that, and he kind of slowed down. That was partly due to injuries. Um, yeah. So I feel like he'll, while still having a great season, I could see him kind of slowing down just a little bit. So I don't know if I'd have him. MVP uh, high, but I could see him have another good season. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Christian McCaffrey had, I think he had a thousand receiving yards, something like that. I think he had a thousand and a thousand. That's ridiculous. So, someone looked at him. He just, I just remember, uh, just whatever he was doing last year was ridiculous. Yeah, video, video game like numbers. Let's see, uh, Christian McCaffrey. He had a thousand and five receiving yards. So, like, obviously, he had a th- over a thousand rushing yards. Uh, he had thirteen hundred uh, rushing yards, fifteen touchdowns, a thousand and five receiving yards, and four touchdowns. I think he's the first person since Marshall Falk to have a thousand and a thousand as a running back. Good night. Yeah, like, I don't. Do I think he's going to repeat that? Obviously not. Because, you know, there's a reason it's been that long since somebody's done that. But he's still the same guy. Like, yeah. Well, also, if you have 1,200 and 700, that's still very good. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's still going to be a top. I think he's the number one running back, like, by far. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, I, I don't think, well, yeah, we haven't seen it since Marshall Falk. He won, I think he won the MVP the year that he did that. And, um, 
for him to not win it. I know Lamar had an unbelievable season. He definitely deserved it. But, yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to have some seasons, not as good as that, obviously, but pretty, pretty dang close. We'll have, like, I think next year I could see him having, like, 1,300 rushing yards and maybe, like, 750 or 800. So Yeah, I could definitely see that. New offensive coordinator, better quarterback. You never know. He might even have more receiving yards this year than he did last uh, year. Oh, they got a uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Brady's new offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, with their quarterback situation last year, that we put a lot more of the focus on him because they couldn't really open up the pass game. So he probably won't get as many touches just because they have more of a receiving game now but I do think that will open up whenever he does get the ball that will open him up for a little more big plays that is true I'm excited to see what he does I'm trying to think is there any more Mike is there anything else NFL you could think to hit I mean we got um, a lot of it I mean there's there's some things we can touch on. Texans are uh, thinking about re-signing Deshaun, so that means he'll be gone for like a third rounder in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what are your thoughts? Just like I know Bill Bill O'Brien, he's uh, a terrible GM. <laughs> yeah, terrible, <coach>. <laughs> terrible <laughs> at everything. Why would they give him the keys to the franchise? <laughs> I think he just like, picked him up. I think he was just walking in the office one day. He was like, oh, yeah, look like, at these. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, he's taking us to the playoffs. Surely he can run, you know, personnel decisions. Oh, my God. And, uh, I mean, I don't hate the wide receiver core this year. I mean, obviously we don't have Hopkins. But if healthy, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Will Fuller is pretty good trio. I don't – I think they somehow – there's more depth than there was last year, but we obviously don't have DeAndre Hopkins, which is above and beyond way better than any of those guys. David Johnson, if healthy, is good, but mm. I mean, if healthy, I, don't I feel know. like he's a in, bum. In, yeah, in in today's NFL, you do not trade for a running back that has shown injury history. He hasn't played. He lost his job to Kenyon Drake. I mean, I don't know what else. I really don't know what they were thinking with that. I mean, I'm going to be optimistic, I guess. I would like to see that wide receiver core like stay healthy the whole season. Brandon Cooks was a very good receiver. Like, yeah, Brandon Cooks is always – I think he's had 1,000 yards every year since he's come into the league. I don't know about last year, but I know going into last season that was the case. I'm sure he at least got close last year, but – the thing that blew my mind is, did you ask, like, one team and then get their low-ball offer of David Johnson and then just pull the trigger immediately? Like, you have a receiver that's quarterback-proof. The only good quarterback he's ever played with is Deshaun, and he's been top three damn near his whole career. And you're going to trade him to make your subpar coach happy? <laughs> Where's the logic in that? Like, I, that just blows my mind. I I just remember the morning that I saw the notification being like, oh, awesome, Texans got David Johnson. 
And then I saw the re- <laughs> what we gave in return. <laughs> and I was like, there is no way to this. Because everyone was like, bro, what happened to DeAndre Hopkins? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I go on Twitter and see Adam Schefter saying that they'd given up. Not all, I was like, oh, awesome. David Johnson, a second-round pick. They probably gave up like a couple pieces for that. But probably not much. Not, not a top three receiver in the league, surely. And then Gosh. get on Twitter and see Adam Schefter. Too. I was like, okay, you know. Am I surprised at Bill O'Brien doing this? No, absolutely not. But am I disappointed to be a Texans fan? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, did y'all see that they like put that trade in on Madden and tried it, and it was like all the way in the red? <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the dumbest trades I've ever heard of. Like, I personally, I'm done with David Johnson. I've messed up and had him in fantasy leagues. Too many times where he's just let me down consistently. I have no more respect for that guy. He's just a bum in my eyes. And for you to trade him for a guy who, like, honestly, skill set, he might be better than Michael Thomas. He just doesn't get the touches. I'd agree. So, and and it's more of a passing league now anyway. That just... I don't know. Everything about that trade made absolutely no sense to me. The Cardinals are laughing their asses off right now. Hey, I'll say this, Mike, about the receiving core too, and and I'm genuinely gonna ask this because I don't I don't know when was the last time Will Fuller had a fully healthy season? Never. Ah. <laughs> yeah, he's never played a full season. I, I don't believe. Um, which is wild to me that. <laughs> That they're gonna probably re-sign him to a pretty lengthy deal, and they're like, "Well, there was no money for Hopkins, so um, <laughs> they'll they'll re-sign Deshaun." But I don't know if Deshaun, I don't know how long he'll want to stay there if the team's constantly gonna be doing this with constant change. Like, you need to have some sort of consistency, and I I don't know it angry, uh, upset, disappointed. Livid. All, all, all my sports teams are disappointments. So, um, uh, who, who'd they get in the draft? You know, to be honest, probably couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. Uh, well, let's see. Wait, they had. I think they got a couple corners with second round picks. Um, did, did they have first? No, I'm sure they traded that for <laughs> Tunzel. They, they traded him for Tunzel. They, Houston doesn't have a first round pick until 2050. Um, oh my gosh! You know, Deshaun's they, gotta go, man. I'm sorry, Deshaun has to leave. Yeah, like <laughs> honestly, for his sake, just please, for the love of God, just get out of Houston. Like, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. Yeah, gotta feel bad for him. Now, I'll get into this. So we had some miscellaneous subjects we wanted to hit Nicholas Diller with, and before I get All into him, right. um. So obviously, and I don't think a lot of people even know this, so I'm going to explain this. Our name is the No Hat Podcast. And where that comes from is obviously it's like a play on the slang word of cap. So we just, instead of going to No Cap Podcast, it's kind of like we went No Hat Podcast. So just to get that out of the way, Nick Diller is one of the biggest opposers of cap that I know. So I'm going to ask you, Nick. I need the three biggest cappers that you know of. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, first of all, and I hate to do this because we do have some similar viewpoints, Skip Bayless is an all-time capper. There is no debate on that. There's no point in me even needing to explain that. If you've seen that show once, he picks a point, locks into it, he could be dead wrong, and then just lie to his face trying to convince him that he's right. Just so, buries himself he's, into he's, it. He's, yeah. Skip, Skip's an all-time capper, also an all-time Instagram poster. Um, oh, first, sure. first trap king. Uh, yeah. He says... They post a picture with uh, his Jordans on every day saying, I can't lose in these shoes. Drip Bayless. Yeah, you, you gotta respect it, but he's one of the all-time cappers. Uh, next, another lock for capper, top three capper, is Kanye West. He's always talking about how he's <laughs> dropping the album and then has me waiting for another two years. It's He, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. I think Donda was supposed to drop like a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. And now, like this week, he's like, oh, well, here's the album art. You think I want the album art? You think I care about that? I want the album. I mean, Yanni was supposed to be out in 2017. Yeah, yeah. I, it was like September 2017. He was supposed to drop that. Like, come on, man. Stop with the cat. And then... This one, I just feel like he's the ultimate embodiment of Cap. Maybe not in the true sense, of, but I couldn't get on the airwaves without hopping on my soapbox and talking about how much I hate Juju. <laughs> I saw this he one coming. Is, he's the ultimate capper. He is a 23, 24-year-old dude. With the mindset of an eleven-year-old, I just saw he got that that Nerf sponsorship, very on brand for him. Uh, I saw, like, he posted on Instagram the other day. He was repping like the the Travis Scott Fortnite gear in twenty twenty, still repping Fortnite heavy. Like, I saw that big Fortnite guy, Juju. Too big. Of <laughs> you are an NFL superstar. He got like a ninety. Nine yard touchdown once. How is he this obsessed with Fortnite? <laughs> he's like running around in public places pretending that he's pickaxing stuff down. Like, you gotta chill out, bro. You're the face of the franchise. Look, I went and looked at Juju's page. I'm looking at it right now. And I'm looking at a post where he's like promoting for, I think, Nerf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, very, very on brand because he's an 11 year old. Like, he's like rolling around the grass shooting a Nerf gun. Uh, let's see, let me go look at what else he's posting. This is just gonna make me mad. I feel like he's gotten better recently. I think there was a time period where it was much worse. I mean, he's gotta understand how cringe he is. Like. And, I mean, I guess there's nothing too bad on here. Juju is the logic of the NFL. Um, couldn't have said it better myself. He, it's, he's cool because he's nerdy. And he, he's kind of silly sometimes. So people are like, ah, yeah, 
That's that's just Juju. He loves he loves flossing. He loves doing the, yeah. the shoe dance. Like he's he's a pretty cool dude. And I mean the kids love him. Grown men hate him. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is the NFL's predominant fan base is grown men. So who is he doing this for? It's okay for logic because you know anyone could go listen to music. But like I feel like there's a certain fan base for the NFL, and he just is not in touch with them at all. I don't even know if Steelers fans can really uh, back him up on his actions of just... I mean, he, he hasn't done anything, like, wrong, but I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> I, just, I, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't just... hate him unless their I name was Odell. I would right. give anything. To get a look inside that locker room when Antonio Brown was like peak, like, oh yeah, manic, whatever he was, and then you had Juju <laughs> just doing Fortnite dances in, in the, the corner. <laughs> oh God! Big Ben sure. like, hey, come on, guys, we've got a playoff run coming up. Uh, oh man, then, that was that was the year that AB sat out the last game. Juju fumbled. Yeah, oh, God, I can't even imagine. <laughs> being stuck in that locker room with Le'Veon also holding out at the same time. What a bunch of idiots. I, I don't... I couldn't imagine being in there. I know we... I don't think we brought this up, but Le'Veon just tweeting out, just pissed off at Jamal Adams saying, you know, dudes are weird, and goes on a huge rant about how he, he recruited him to come to New York. And... Then Jamal, all all he had to say was noted. See week fourteen. <laughs> also, how are you going to be mad? Le'Veon Bell is mad at Jamal Adams for not getting a fair enough deal with an organization and, and le- <laughs> trying to find another place to go. Like, yeah. how how does that make any sense? You did that two years ago, dude. And the thing is, like, yeah, you could say you were recruited to the Jets. But I'm pretty sure he was also traded there, right? Or no, 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 he was a free agent. But that was the only people that would give him, like, a, a good deal, I'm pretty sure. Because I don't think anyone's actually trying to play for the Jets. No. Why? Like, no. It's just, uh, oh, yeah, that reminds me. Uh, speaking of Jamal Adams' tweet game, you all remember that one tweet he had? He said, I remember everyone drafted in front of me. And then some other NFL player was like, like four. you were drafted sixth overall. <laughs> like, of course you remember everyone drafted in front of you. It's five dudes. Really respecting for that one. I would have loved to have that on the Cowboys, but... I mean, that's an elite That's an elite list of cappers. You gave Skip Bayless, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Kanye West. Yeah. That's solid. Is there anyone notable that I left off? Any notable? Yeah. I would have done that, but I would hate to come at you like that on your own show. But I was afraid that, you that was were going a, that to. That was do a that. notable one I was leading <laughs> off. <laughs> Look, I haven't capped all of 2020. That's cap. Well, actually, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I, that's definitely cap. <laughs> now that I think about it, name the last time, then, Mike. I, I need the receipts. You as much, but there's no way you haven't been capping in 2020. Name the last time, Mike. Yeah. I mean, I can, you can't just put me on the spot. I got you in a box, like LeBron yeah, had Kawhi. As soon as fantasy football starts, the capping is going to go through the yeah. roof. That's all I know. 
Papa Bear's gonna be in the chat being like, ah, this is another year, just waxing y'all, you know. And then about week three, about week three, they're gonna go in and be like, well, my team's not that good. But I'm still gonna beat your ass this week. Never happened. I'm pretty sure the thing is, Mike, I did beat you, but that's okay. I think I beat both of you, actually. Hey, I I won the league once, and I've just coasted off. I mean, mean, I've been consistently respectable. Not not a winner, though. Hey, wait till this year. I'll be like a a fourth seed. Just wait. Oh, yeah. I'm consistently missing the playoffs by one spot. Or making the playoffs in the last spot. That's that's about where I sit. Not first of all, hey, you get the first overall pick. Who are you taking? McCaffrey? Mm, yeah, yeah, 100%. I agree. Just, especially in a PPR league, it's no question to me. I feel and like I McCaffrey or Alvin would be the only two, like, reasonable well I guess Michael Thomas like those three would be like the only three that I would consider taking at number one yeah I would wait I would probably still get Saquon I'd get Saquon up there I still think he has a lot in him over Michael Thomas the highest I would take Michael Thomas I would be iffy at third I would definitely get him at fourth yeah yeah he's definitely the first receiver taken off the board oh yeah no question he just gets so many touches he gets like 10 points off catches a game. Yeah, and then I think I saw he had over 10 100-yard games last year, so that man is just a point machine. But, hey, to close it out real quick, we're going to bring back a special segment for the second time of the fantasy basketball draft. And Mike, once again, I'm gonna send this to you real quick. I'm gonna send it to you too, Diller. Uh, let's see, Mike, whenever you get it. This time we're changing the rules a little bit. We're not doing six. Last time we did uh, five players, a six man, and a head coach. This time we're only doing straight. You got a starting five. So Mike, whenever you get that list, if you wouldn't mind reading off some of the names in that list, Diller, I'm sending it to you right now. All right. Okay. So, we're doing Disney characters this week. Um, <laughs> coming in hot at number one, we got Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Aladdin with no carpet. We got Mulan, Buzz Lightyear, Captain Hook, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Tigger, Winnie the Pooh, Woody. Lilo and Steven Jackson on <laughs> Let me get to it. Troy from High School Musical, Chicken Little, Captain Jack Sparrow, Tarzan, Pinocchio, Stax, <laughs> Happy from the Seventh Wars. All right. Who's going first? So There's since... an obvious. First <laughs> I, mean, I think it's only fair. Since you're our guest, you get to go first, Nick. Okay. Now you would think I would take Troy Bolton because he's a basketball player, but I actually recently watched Lilo and Stitch, and he was genetically modified to be like 
you know, lift things a thousand times his size, be extremely smart, just, you know, genetically made to be a superpower. Yeah. So it has to be Stitch. Okay. It has to be him. Nick's going with Lilo and Stitch. He could be, I know he's like a foot tall. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. The power he's going to have in the post, he's just going to be the strongest dude out there by a mile. I mean, I don't hate it as a pick. You also got to realize that's the only pick on there. You get both Lilo and Stitch. You can play them at the same time as one person. I don't, I mean, Lilo's like seven years old, though. (laughs) I'll just, she could be my coach. Uh, I I don't want her on the floor. I want Stitch. Liability. Yeah, she's she's a definite definite liability, but Stitch, easy. Easy money. All right, Mike, you want or do you want me to take it? I know who I'm getting if you give me this pick. Stacks. Damn it. <laughs> Stacks. Okay. I feel like in the superhero draft, like having Steven Jackson was kind of like, okay, it is what it is. Looking at this list, I don't think that's fair. Mm, y'all fucked up and gave me Steven Jackson. I'm just imagining Steven yeah, Jackson. I probably should you sh- I don't know why you didn't take Steven Jackson. <laughs> I don't even really think that through. He's the only NBA player on here, but, you know, whatever, whatever. Live and learn. Uh, okay, Mike's going stacks. Man, that's... <laughs> For the second week in a row. Yeah, I mean, hey, got to. <laughs> I'm going to go with... I'm not getting Troy, man. I'm going to go with Tigger because I've seen him jump. Oh, that's who I was going to take. Athleticism. And then I've got yeah. one more. We're snaking it. I'm going with... Tigger followed by... Tarzan. Mm, Alright. Alright. Respectable picks. Tarzan's gonna be an animal out there. Yeah, that's Pat Bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> Man, a lot of good people. Let me, let me, uh, let me just look something up really quick before I... You looking at the also, size? Just in advance. Is a Buzz Lightyear gonna be the size of a toy? <laughs> because if that's the case, the basketball is gonna be bigger than him. I so can't be touching him. If he's if he's a a regular size, that that could be a decent guy. I, you know, I gotta go goofy here. Goofy standing at six foot. I mean, that's that's pretty good considering. Uh, uh, with like the rest of the the lineup here. Goofy six foot tall? Yeah. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> let, let me look some up. Okay, can we find a height for non-toy Buzz Lightyear? Like, is that a thing? Uh, we'll, we'll just say, uh... He's 6'6", 230? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No! Zion? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, just imagine... Whatever size he would be at Disney World, the costume that, like, workers there would wear, just assume he's, like, that size, you know? Okay, so, so same like thing. 
Same thing for Woody. Let's say he's like six foot. All right. Uh, okay. This might be a iffy choice, but if you've ever seen anything with Mickey Mousen, he's always like the team captain or like the leader of the team. You know, I just feel like he always has some kind of glitchy advantage that no one else has like because he is the face of the brand he's always going to get a boost that no one else has so for that reason i'm definitely taking mickey mouse and then i would probably take aladdin because if you've ever seen the opening scene where he like stole that like piece of bread or whatever and he's running through the city and dodging everyone that man has some agility like no other that man is quick he could sneak through any lane aladdin will be a great slasher i don't know anything about his shooting ability <laughs> that man is quick and he could get where he wants to easily so taking mickey and aladdin i didn't even think about that scene that's a good pick i forgot because yeah. i assume when i gave him no carpet like ah, oh, it's just aladdin Huh. Oh, that man's quick. He also got through that whole, like, temple of lava, too. You know what I'm talking about? Temple where of lava. He, like, got, where he got the, the lamp. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that, that man has some moves, so it's got to be him. I'm going to have to go Troy Bolton here. I mean, he is an actual basketball player, and the man cannot miss. Fair. So you got the... The two only basketball players right now, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, hey, in a basketball draft, some might call that a wise move, but. <laughs> hey, does Troy Bolden have actual stats out there? I'm going to try and look him up. Uh, yeah, I'll look that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, first thing that came up says Troy Bolden lacks the size, skill. <laughs> <laughs> First thing that came up when I typed in Troy Bolton stats is Troy Bolton is not a D one prospect. <laughs> he's five. He's listed as five eight. So. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, you realize you just dra- you just drafted Zach Efron. That's all you did. Yeah, yeah I mean, hey, well, a young a young Zach Efron. And I'm pretty sure it's been a very long time. But wasn't the whole point of that movie like? He would rather sing than play basketball. <laughs> it does like have his interest in basketball, singing, and dancing. Um, <laughs> his talent is singing and basketball. So, you know, I'm just going to take my chances here. He knows how to play basketball. So, some of these other people, I could say that they might not know how to play. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, let's see. I'm going to go with... Man, a lot of good ones going off the board here. Yeah. Um, I need to know the numbers on Donald Duck. How big is Donald Duck? Uh, we'll we'll just play him uh, like any costume size, the same way we're doing Buzz. Donald Duck is listed at about three feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, forget that. I'm going with. Minnie Mouse, because I feel like there's no way Mickey's going to try to school Minnie Mouse. It's just, he's a gentleman. It's not in him. So I'm going Minnie Mouse, one pick. And then I'm going to go with Pinocchio. And I'm going to tell him just to lie his behind off. And there's no way y'all are, like, he's getting into the lane with that nose. 
I don't care what he has yeah. to do, poke people with it, he's getting to the rim. So, Minnie Mouse and Pinocchio. Let's see. All right. Mike Fleck. I'm gonna have to go. <sighs> hmm. I'm gonna have to go Winnie the Pooh. Uh, he's a big dude, <laughs> absolute monster in the paint. Uh, you know, I feel like it'd be kind of hard to guard him. I, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, him, him or Vince Carter, who had the better honey dip? That's all I'm going to ask. <laughs> I mean, he is a bear, so he, <laughs> he does is. have that going for him. He is. He can definitely lock down the paint. Uh, <clears throat> I think I'm going to have to go with Captain Jack Sparrow because... That man is just a thief. He's a thief for a living. I know he's getting to that basketball on defense. I don't know what he's going to do on offense, but that is my lockdown defender. That is my Patrick Beverly for my team. He is shutting y'all down. I got him penciled in, averaging five steals a game. And then... uh, Then I probably used... Okay, does Buzz Lightyear have... The ability of his little like laser gun on his wrist to like nope. blind people on the court. No. Nope. Uh, whatever. No I'll still pick him. No weapons. Does he have his wings? He has his wings. He can't fly though. But I guess that just okay. Imagine you're trying to blow by a guy on the perimeter, and all of a sudden he pulls out a set of wings. So that's like his arms stretched out blocking you but he also has his arms down like going for the steal that's pretty op so i'm definitely going with those okay the buzz light here also real quick mike i had to look it up winnie the pooh stands at 22 inches tall so <laughs> he's uh, not going off of uh nah nah not with winnie the pooh or not <laughs> he's not quite two feet but he's almost actually he, he is uh, a stuffed animal now that I think about it, not a bear. So you just got a little stuffed animal on the courts of your center. Well, it also makes up for the fact that I do have the only basketball player on this list. Yeah. Who's like six, what, six, 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 seven? Dude, why did you not draft Steven Jackson? Dude, dude, because Stitch, man. I promise you that man could jump like 20 feet in the air. I've seen him do it in the movie. Okay. He's just so OP. I don't regret that. And he has like six arms. He'll be all over the place. For my last pick, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, he's perfected the hook shot. I'm going to have to go Captain Hook. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. I mean, I rounded out a pretty solid team, I would say. Um... I make up for having the clumsy, I make up for having, you know, very clumsy, goofy. He is six foot, and I do have a, a stuffed bear, but. Could be worse. I mean, Troy Bolton's probably going, what, like, at least eight or nine from 
be on the arc. I would say so. He'd be a solid guard. Steven Jackson's talking shit to every single Disney character. I hope y'all understand that. <laughs> yeah, the Disney characters are too nice to actually talk any trash. So, that's, that's a fair pick. And Captain Hook is a villain. You got real basketball players a villain. I feel like you got a pretty rough team. Look, I'm putting Tarzan on Steven Jackson. He's giving him at least a little bit of problems all night long. At least a little bit. He's Tarzan. Yeah, he's a grown-ass man. <laughs> so, like, that could be a problem. Let me go ahead and get the measurements real quick on Tarzan, too. But with my last pick, and I don't know how you guys let me get this guy this late, but I'm going with Happy from the Seven Dwarves. What? <laughs> he's God damn. He, he's Tarzan six a... five. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Okay, explain Happy from the Seven Dwarves. So, pretty much what I'm going for with Happy, he's like Jared Dudley. Okay, he's a team or <laughs> he's a team morale guy. He's good. Yeah, that is a good locker room guy. You want to you want to have him in your locker room. He's going to keep everybody's spirits high. Um And I feel like he No, that's about it. He's not bringing anything else to the table. But that's my fifth pick. Yeah. All right. Uh are we doing coaches? No, not this time. We just got or could we? Who's left? So we got one. There's a lot of solid picks out there. All right, let's do coaches then. Uh, starting, starting with you, right? Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Let's see, has no one drafted Mulan? Dang, that's what I was gonna get. <laughs> the uh, strategy she showed to do what she did, Mulan's easily my coach. Yeah, she was able to rally China against the Huns. She, she could surely rally a team of five guys on a basketball court. Very respectable pick. All right. I'm going a, I'm to a go Woody. Oh my gosh. Woody. Woody is the man with the plan at all times. He kind of reminds me of a, of a Phil Jackson-like character. Um, he, he just knows what to do in situations like this. So I feel like he's, he's home in the, the court for me. All right. Hey, Diller. I'm going to go Hold with... up, Diller. Hold that thought. There's a guy, and you might not say him here. I just want to get this out the way. If you don't say him as your head coach, I'm going to be disappointed. But go ahead. <laughs> well, I have a guy for my own reasons. You could either respect your coach or you could fear your coach. And my coach is going to be one of the guys you're going to fear in Donald Duck. Not because he's intimidating <laughs> at all. But because have you heard that man's voice in anything? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. do. Could you imagine that guy screaming at you in your face? You do not want that. So you're going to do whatever you can to avoid that. It doesn't even matter anything else about him. You don't want that guy in your face. So they're going to play well. I don't hate that. But you'd rather have the fear factor of Donald Duck over the pure leadership and heart that Chicken Little offers? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Chicken, Chicken Little, he, he had a lot of progression in that movie, but 
Chicken Little is like a Jeff Van Gundy to me. <laughs> I just, I want my, uh, I want my players to be scared of messing up. They want to avoid that at all costs, and they definitely don't want to lose. Imagine going back to the locker room, having Donald Duck screaming in your face. <laughs> Not a good sight. They're gonna win that just to avoid it. I like that. He's got he's got a bunch of coachable guys too. I mean, Stitch, Mickey, Aladdin. He. I like that. I mean. <laughs> now, Mike Flag, if you think Stephen Jackson is listening to a single word that Woody says, you're out your mind. Hey, like I said, Woody Woody's kind of like a Phil Jackson type character. He knows how to work around the egos he knows how to bring them all in together um i feel like he's gonna let steven jackson be him and goofy goofy's kind of like rodman to me uh he's he's gonna go out and do his own thing might not be pretty but you just gotta let him do it uh troy bolton kind of like a steve kerr like john paxson i i mean you know you just gotta let him do him whether that's singing or not Winnie the Pooh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he'll ever cause a problem with anyone. Uh, and then Captain Hook, that, see, that is a bigger problem to me than Steven Jackson. I mean, I just don't know about this man. But, you know. <sighs> he hates children. He hates children, which could, I don't have any children on my team. Yeah. So it could it could end up well for me against y'all. Um, especially against you, because you have, you have Lilo. So if she ever steps foot on the court, like oh it's boy. a boy. Yeah. Valid, <laughs> valid points. She, she'll be, uh, she could just be like the cheerleader or something. She could just be, I don't know. Just, just in case I'll have that extra man. Yeah. Uh, my team in five. No. Uh, yeah. You still haven't told right, me. Read, read out the final teams. Okay, so I've got Tigger, Tarzan, um, Pinocchio, Happy from the Seven Dwarfs, my coaches Mulan, and then I had. Who's my last player? I had. Who did I draft? Uh, Let me see. The Tigger, Tarzan, Pinocchio. Wait. Happy. Wait, did you say Pinocchio? Yeah, I have Pinocchio. Um, did I get... Oh, Minnie Mouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to... <laughs> yeah, it's just to neutralize my team. Because that's the kind of threat that Mickey's going to be. You know he has that main character ability. The face of the franchise ability. He does. There's no way the refs aren't going to give Mickey Mouse that foul. Just know that going into the game. <laughs> I mean, you got a franchise player in Mickey, like, for sure. I'll give you that. And a leader um, to go with Lilo and Stitch. Aladdin. Um Hey, I don't know about Mickey, though. He kind of gives me, like, Juju vibes. That's a good That's point. Like That's fine. I don't know. Yeah, now that I think about that, 
Kind of cringy, if you ask me. Yeah, that uh, is a little cringe. Let's see, Donald but, Duck. Uh, <laughs> oh, read me my team. <laughs> Who do I have again? Okay, so I know you have Lilo and Stitch, Mickey, Aladdin. Your head coach is Donald Duck. <laughs> and then you... <laughs> uh, and then Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow. Buzz Lightyear. And Buzz Lightyear. The actual size. A six-foot-tall Buzz Lightyear. Not bad. Not bad. To Mike's Steven Jackson. You... <laughs> <laughs> I think you could just stop right there. <laughs> it's not going to matter anymore after him. Goofy, uh, Troy Bolton, Winnie the Pooh, who's really, I'm attacking Winnie on every possession. That's the strategy of Mike's team. Um, <laughs> Captain Hook and Woody is the head coach. Woody's a good leader. He was able to tame the ego of Buzz Lightyear, so. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean... Gabe, I'm also astonished and disappointed you did not include any of the Incredibles on this list. Ooh. I would have last a girl first pick. She could just uh, Michael Jordan from Space Jam stretch it across the court every single play. Look, See, there will for sure be another... Last week. <laughs> with, uh, with Reed... With, uh, I guess, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, but, I mean, Mr. Incredible... I don't think anyone is stopping this man down in the post. He's no. like it's impossible. <laughs> this man, that man is Zion. Like that man's backing people down, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm just, I'm just telling y'all. Go look up like the opening scene to Lilo and Stitch, or some of his athletic feats, and you'll understand where I'm coming from. I'll look it's up, uh, I'll look up Stitch sports highlights. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I'll hey. Stitch drops 30 versus the Mavericks. <laughs> he, he may be too short to even dribble the ball, but that man is going to be catching lobs left and right, and he is just going to be able to bully people. I, he's the strongest guy out there. I don't, I don't care what you say. Uh, Tarzan would love to debate that, man. Oh, oh no I mean, way. Hey. I swear. You remember Stitch's main bad guy was that massive, like, 10-foot shark dude. Like, and he would just... I'm just going to no. ask, did y'all... Did y'all even see Troy Bolton's dribbling ability on uh, Get Your Head in the Game, that dance sequence? That's like a young Kyrie Irving. So, him running the point, he got stacked. Like, I can end it stacked. This man is like 6'7", fought fans in the stands. Like, no Disney character is going to have a chance against this man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mike's team might might problem. might take this one. Um, we'll, we'll see though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We got to put it out on a. Got to put it out to a poll. Oh yeah, we're gonna share it with the people. But um, with that being said, I think that's about all I got. We're at it. This is a good, like an hour and a half episode. So solid. But um. I think, uh, Diller, we gotta have you back on. I, I told Gabe. I kind of ran this by him, but I was thinking, for the fantasy draft this year, we could actually do like a live draft and have. Like oh, every be- Zoom call while we're drafting, um, just get the commentary and everything. That'd be. I mean, usually with all the shit talking that goes on in the group, anyway, I feel like that would be just incredible to to listen to. Yeah, I've got to cut it after a couple rounds, though. But I'd definitely love to be back on some point. I've had a lot of fun. Well, Thank no. you for having me on. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, it was good to have you. Oh, Mike, you got anything else? I think I'm about good. 
good. All right. Well, with that being said, if you made it this far, as always, appreciate you for listening. Uh, Dealer, appreciate it, man. I'll see you around. And no hat. We're out.